Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. Bill Mead had stayed at the Discari farm until the ambulance had taken the still unconscious Carla Discari to the hospital. Then, silently, Bill and Sheriff Goodwin had locked the doors and windows of the empty house. The big rooms had a chilly, desolate feeling about them, and Bill was relieved to get into his car and drive away. Now he walks up the steps of Aunt Mary Lane's farmhouse. Peggy Douglas, his fiancée, opens the door quickly and leads him into the living room. Hello, darling. Andy told me what happened. Well, then you know all about it. Enough so I realize how bad you must feel. Finding Carla like that. Yeah, it was pretty rough, Peggy. Sweet kid like Carla. I know, Bill. Here, sit down, dear. Can I bring you a cup of coffee? No, no, thanks, dear. You sure you don't want one? Yeah, I'm sure. Come here and sit down beside me. All right. Could it only take a minute? Oh, don't worry about me. I'm all right. You look so tired. Well, I am a little. Well, where's that Mary? Oh, she drove into the hospital with Dr. Lewis. Oh. Don't. Here, lie down on the couch. You're exhausted. But you just won't admit it. Well, all right. But I feel foolish the way you're babying me. Well, I like to baby you. Now go on, stretch out. Okay. Oh, hey, this does feel good. Mm, I didn't realize how tired I was. Here, let me put this pillow under your head. Mm. There. Doesn't that feel better? Ah, oh, terrific. Hmm. That feels wonderful, too, darling. Your hand's so cool on my forehead. Poor Bill. You can imagine what you've been through. Did the, the sheriff stay long? Uh, he left when I did. Oh. Bill, oh, tell me what he said. The sheriff? Uh-huh. Well, didn't Randy tell you? Well, he told me you and he decided not to tell Sheriff Goodwin the whole story. Oh, now what made Randy say that? We told everything that we knew for sure. Yes, Bill. Of course, I know you wouldn't deliberately lie, either one of you. Well, then... But you know very well there's a difference between not lying and not telling the whole truth. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course, Peggy. But sometimes it's wiser to keep things to yourself until you're sure you're on the right track. Maybe. Bill, I could tell from the little Randy said that the sheriff made some pretty definite accusations. I mean, about your part and what happened over there. Oh. I know you're trying to protect me, dear, but you mustn't. After all, we're going to be married pretty soon. We can't keep things from each other. Not even if they're unpleasant. Now, tell me what the sheriff said. He suspects you, doesn't he? Well, it's nothing to get excited about. All I did was try to keep the sheriff from finding out something. Something that I figured it would be better for him not to know. You mean that Mario was jealous of you and that he believed those rumors, those stories about you and Carla? Is that what you try to keep from the sheriff? Well, yeah. But you think he suspects it anyway? I'm afraid he does, Peggy. Mm. Uh, it's a fine wedding present for you, sweetheart. Everybody's saying your husband-to-be was making passes at another guy's wife. But I know it isn't true, Bill, so it doesn't matter. And so do Aunt Mary and Lefty and Randy and... Oh, all the people who really count in our lives. Oh, yeah, but even so... Gosh, it's crazy the way things happen. If I'd been able to talk to Mario this afternoon as I intended, we might have cleared the whole thing up between us. And then the whole story would have died out and been forgotten. I know, Bill. But just because of the gossip, that doesn't mean people will connect you with what happened today. I mean, anyone could have broken in there and, and hurt Carla. We aren't sure it was Mario. Yeah, I know we can't be absolutely positive it was him. But still, it all ties in. I saw him on his way home. Then later, after we found Carla, he was gone. But his car was there at his house, and so was the truck. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he decided to walk somewhere and neglected to say anything about it. Maybe he'll turn up and have a perfectly good excuse, something they can check up on. Gee, I hope so. It would be swell if he did, Somehow, I doubt it. Well, let's hope that's the way it turns out, Bill. I just can't believe people would be willing to fall for a false, vicious story. A story that has absolutely no basis of fact. Why, they're bound to recognize the truth when they stop to think about it. And at that same moment in the office of the Wakefield Sentinel, Georgie Stewart is sitting at his typewriter pecking out his weekly society column. A man comes in, speaks to Georgie in an excited whisper. Georgie listens with interest. Then he hurries out of the office, goes over to Wakefield's little hospital. Walking up to the girl at the reception desk, Georgie asks her some questions. As he turns away, he notices Aunt Mary Lane, who has been watching him from a bench across the hall. Georgie walks over to her. Hello, Mrs. Lane. How do you do, Georgie? Well, quite a lot of excitement out of the Scarry's farm. I just heard the news, so I came straight over to get the lowdown. Did you? Yes, real fireworks from what I gather. I, I guess that's why you're here too, isn't it, Mrs. Lane? What makes you think that? Well, I figured you'd take kind of a personal interest. I mean, considering that your family's involved in it too. My family, Georgie? I'm afraid I don't quite understand what you mean. Oh, well, you know, Bill Mead's almost a member of your family, isn't he? After all, he'll be marrying your niece, Peggy, soon, from what I hear. Yes, Bill and Peggy plan to be married. Well, uh, that's what I mean. So, naturally, you'd be concerned about this rumpus out of the Discaries. It's pretty close to home. Oh, Georgie, uh, I gather you're referring to the foolish gossip that's been going around. The silly stories about Bill Mead and Carla Discaries. 
That's right, Miss Lane. Do you honestly believe that story? Well, after all, I got it from a very reliable source. What the big city newspapers call an unimpeachable source. I see. But you still haven't answered my question. Do you believe it? Yes, I do. You accept it without evidence? I'm surprised. I've always thought a good newspaper man was very careful about checking on his sources of information. I have checked up. I talked to Mario Disgaris himself. Oh, and Mario told you the story about his wife was true? Really, George? Well, uh, well, he didn't have to tell me it was. You know, Miss Lane, I've trained myself to study human nature. When a man gets mad as a hornet, starts grabbing you by the collar and yelling at you, well, you can be pretty sure that you've hit the nail on the head. Or it might be he was provoked because you believed something which was so far from the truth. Well, yeah, it might be. But anyway, Mrs. Lane, I... I think I know what you're driving at, but it won't do you any good to talk to me about it. What do you mean? Well, if you're afraid that I'm going to give this story a big splurge in the paper about someone's beating up Carla Descaries, why, you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm the society editor. Shooting, stabbing, homicide are just out of my department. No, no, I just uh, came over to ask a few questions out of curiosity. Well, Georgie, I know you like to talk. Some people around town even think you're malicious. I don't like to think that about you. About anyone, for that matter. No, I don't think you could be so unkind that you'd try to make a big to-do of this incident. Nobody knows yet what actually happened out there at the Descari farm. Carla Descari's lying in there unconscious. When she recovers, she'll be able to explain. Oh, sure. Women are good at that. Well, Georgie, until then, I'd advise you not to jump at any conclusion. Well, don't worry, Mrs. Lane. I never do. But some ten minutes later, Georgie Stewart entered his favorite hangout, the little pool hall known as Smitty's. He sat down at one of the worn tables, ordered himself a soft drink. Then, looking around at his cronies, Georgie said, Well, fellas, remember I told you about that awful temper Mary of the Scaries has? And how Bill Mead better watch his step? Hmm. Looks as if I was right. They brought the Scaries' wife into the hospital a while ago, all beat up. It's lucky for Bill that Mario didn't give him a working over, too. What Bill had dreaded and Aunt Mary had tried to forestall had happened. The link between the tragic happenings at the Discary farm today and the gossip joining Bill, Mead, and Carla had been planted in the fertile atmosphere of Smitty's, where it might flourish into a full-grown evil thing. At last, Ben Calvert's plan was close to a successful conclusion, which for Ben meant the disgrace of Bill, Mead, and Wakefield. 